live from the PointsBet Sportsbook at Hawthorne Racetrack. This is the ESPN Chicago PointsBet Sportsbook pregame show on the ESPN Chicago app, 100.3 HD2, and ESPN 1000. We are live from the PointsBet Sportsbook at Club Hawthorne, 3501 South Laramie in Cicero. I'm Jeff Meller alongside Dion Miller. We're here live with the PointsBet pregame show, as always, uh, presented by PointsBet Sportsbook and 3Chi and Valparaiso as well. Dion, we are getting set for Bears and Bucks kickoff at 325. We're here till 3 o'clock today. Come out and join us. Take yes. in all the NFL action. We've got ourselves... Quite a slight going on. Uh, we mentioned it earlier. The Titans right now are surprising the Chiefs 27-3 to in that one. Blowing them out. Yeah, that is, uh, I don't think anybody expected the blowout that's happening right now. We'll see if the Chiefs can mount any type of a comeback. We've got the Ravens and Bengals squaring off in a good one. Bengals currently up 20-17 to in that one. We've got uh, what looks like uh, the Jets, if they had, if, I don't know if they had any chance, but you were taking note that uh, the Jets have had a huge blow. Yeah, Zach Wilson is out with a knee injury. So uh, their quarterback at the moment is Mike White, the ever-popular Mike White. I had to look it up because M. White didn't do anything for me. I was like, who is this? Yes. Western Kentucky. Absolutely. The uh, fifth-round pick in 2018. Western Kentucky Hilltoppers? Did I just make that up? What is their mascot? No, that's correct. Is is it? Mm -hmm. Look at me go. Um, Yeah, so they they just scored a touchdown, though. So 31-13. There they you go. are so, in, but so that's a big blow. So they're back in it. You can have all you. You can have the Jets if you want to jump in on some live wages. Five three. The Giants still clinging to that five three lead. Love it. Uh, Carolina Panthers just need a two run homer, and they're back in and that they're one. Right back in that one. That is such a bizarre score. Um, I'm pleased with Atlanta mm-hmm. that rallied a little bit. They were a little bit of a slow start, but now up twenty to fourteen on Miami. Did you say that already? And no, I no, no, no. You're, okay. you're a radio pro. You got it. No worries. So am I? You should see where I'm at over here. On Everybody. My oh, and, and finally. <laughs> The Packers are up on Washington, 21-7. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers has thrown three touchdown passes in that one. Washington does have the ball late in the third quarter, so they're trying to mount some type of comeback here and make it interesting, but I would be surprised if they do. Yeah, so definitely surprised. All right, So, but as we await the Bears and Bucks with a 325 kick, uh, if you're just joining us and you missed it earlier, Elijah Wilkinson has been placed on the COVID-19 list. So he's not going to be available for them, which means, I guess, Alex Bars is probably in line to start at right tackle. Yeah. We'll ask Jeff Dickerson uh, what how the line will shake up. We'll do that at 235 as he checks in from Raymond James Stadium. Robert Quinn also on that COVID list, yeah. which is, is not good. Listen, not surprised by Robert Quinn. The Bears do get Damian Williams back. He, he was removed from the list yesterday. But I'm not surprised by Robert Quinn even... If you are vaccinated, uh, as somebody who follows a lot of the league-wide injury reports for fantasy purposes, it's not a surprise because even when players are vaccinated, it seems like it's very difficult for a player to get the two negative tests within a uh, 24-hour period that they need to get back on the field, even when vaccinated, at least in the same week. Usually it's going to take a full week for a guy to get back out there. So not a surprise. And you're right. If the Bears are going to have any chance, you would have thought it would have been nice to have Robert Quinn helping rush the passer. And also, Akeem Hicks. 
yeah. not available today. I know. That also is a drag. And that, that injury is taking a little bit longer than I think even they anticipated. They wanted to see him get back out there. I guess the – I mean, Tom Brady did give his – give his respect to Khalil Mack and what he's doing. We, I think, like, lost in all of this, Mack has six sacks in six games. You know that's what? Pretty, that's, like, the best start of his career. The way you frame that, though, I think is right, because you said lost in all of this, and I think partially because he's getting, he's, he's piling up the sacks, Yeah. but I don't think he's the game wrecker. The first year when he got here, he was making plays, strip sacks, you know. Different it, level. Whether right. it was batting balls down at the line. It seemed like he was making huge impact plays that really were changing the game. Mm-hmm. And that was obviously that 2018 season yeah, when the Bears totally. went to the playoffs. Even though he's, he is make, he's, he's having an impact, they're not the game-changing plays that they were back in 2018. And so, I'm, you know, that's why he's quietly, I think, accumulated six sacks to this point. But him with Robert Quinn, the new, yes. the new and improved Robert Quinn, we will yep. say, because last year I'm not sure exactly what he was doing other mm-hmm. than showing up. Um, but he, for him to have five and a half sacks, like these two they are the main reason that the Bears' defense leads the league with 21. Yeah, and so sacks. it's going to be tough today without Hicks, yeah, without very much Quinn. So. They're going to. It, it, it is going to be very difficult. It's the more we lay it out, the you know it would be, I guess, surprising to see the Bears walk away of the victory, hoping they can keep it close and maybe get lucky and somehow, some way, steal a game late. Because I don't see a scenario where they go out and win this one convincingly. That would that would be the biggest surprise of all. The biggest, bigger than the Titans taking it to the Chiefs. That would be the biggest surprise of yeah, all. And you, and you wonder too how the Aaron Rodgers I own you moment and and what Tom Brady said this week mm-hmm. in sort of piling on that how that hits in this locker room. Yeah, so obviously we're all familiar with the I own you comments, the uh, I uh, my old my whole MF in life, right? Yeah. He owns them yes. and, and it's hard to uh, debate and you know with any uh, real legitimacy what he was saying. Tom Brady, though, took note and on his serious XM show, along with Jim Gray, decided to go ahead and um, twist the knife for mm-hmm. the Bears. You know, I was studying a little bit on the Bears and, and the Packers and, and watched a lot of that. That was another great game. And I, actually, before we get started, I wanted to say congrats to Aaron Rodgers, obviously. Um, not always a great quarterback, but I guess he's now a shareholder of the Bears. He was, you know, I, I saw a clip of him really enthusiastically telling the crowd how happy he is to own Soldier Field. And uh, it's really great stuff. He owns the Bucks now, part owner of Soldier Field. So um, he's, he's got a, a great career beyond football. What do you own, Tom? Uh, how about upstate New York? Uh, you're 32 and 3. Uh, have you staked a claim on, on Buffalo yet? <laughs> not yet. Not yet. Nope. I just. I want to settle for for a few things less than that. I'm I'm cool with owning a few, uh, just a few lucky autographs. That's what I'm the owner of. How about how about possibly uh, New York City? You're 30 and eight against the Jets. Oh no, I'll just take the color green. I don't need the Jets. I'll just own the color green. I think that's a little bit better. Your reaction to that was what? Ugh, gross. I mean, everything's just so fun when you're winning and you win everything. And I mean, my initial- I want I want to have this like this really dignified respect for their ability and like the disappointment that is that the fact that the teams that I have cheered for and followed mm-hmm. and been forced to cover don't have that same luxury. Mm-hmm. But instead I'm like, it's just, I don't like it. I don't like, I don't like that chuckle. I don't like that condescending chuckle. I don't like either the fact that it seemed very 
scripted or preordained. Oh, I'm sure it was like, preordained. <laughs> like the fact that Jim Gray was ready to go with the stats for Brady okay. against the Bills yes. and the Jets. Listen, having done this where you're hosting a show, you can get to those numbers fairly quickly. You can't get to those numbers unless you have them memorized. Suppose it's possible that Jim Gray had those numbers memorized, but probably more than likely he had to look them up. He could not have looked them up in the time that Brady presented it. No. And not that fast. So it leads me to believe that Tom Brady told Jim Gray he wanted it set up that way. And then Jim Gray was going to be the man who was going to present Tom Brady in all his glory. Oh, by the way, you think Aaron Rodgers owns the Bears. Look at these two teams that Tom Brady owns in his career. A thousand percent. It was very dad joke-esque. You know, it was a. It was, I just. Tom Brady's, Tom Brady's <laughs> usually pretty cool. That setup was awful. It was, I was just awful. But that whole show is to yes, fluff well, Brady. Like, that's the whole point of the whole thing is to make Brady look even better than he already does. Like, that's the whole point. Why else does he have a show? Uh, well, he. I think he gets paid handsomely to do of it. Of course he does. So that is certainly part I mean, of the calculus. not ESPN 1000 money. No. But no. close. Yeah, sure. Um,. Yeah, yeah, I, I've heard it's a it's a handsome penny that he gets paid to he, do that I, show. He does, he does, but it is he is pulling the strings on it. Of yeah, course. yeah. So they I don't talk about anything without his permission. It was very, it was yeah, very clunky. Not you know, so I, whatever. I, I would have had no problem had he you know done so in a you know with a quick barb and moved on. I just didn't yes. like how it played out. The whole I didn't way. either. It was, it was just it felt like okay. Uh, Tom Brady, we know he owns the Jets and the Bills. We don't. We didn't need to be reminded of it. But uh, in what case it, you did. was it his way of kind of like pre-digging at the Bears, knowing again with that confidence that he's gonna? I guess like, pick I, them apart? I don't. I, I don't know. Like I don't need you know. Go out there and let your play do the talking, and don't yeah. worry. We will all uh, hoist you up, of course, for you. You don't really need to do it yourself. So I thought it was kind of a silly way to go about it. But uh, he was more than happy to go ahead and do it. And so the, that's what the Bears have. On tap, they they yeah. they get beat by the Packers, and now they get to go to Tampa and try and find their way to get a victory and you know to get above five hundred again. But I, mean, I don't think that's in the cards. I don't either. I, stranger things have happened, though. You never know. We mm-hmm. ne- we do not know exactly how things are going to play out. I just feel like just based on what we've seen so far from the Bears, we knew that this was the gauntlet of their of their schedule. Yeah. That it was going to go from Aaron Rodgers to Tom Brady to San Francisco to Pittsburgh. Like this, this is a tough stretch for them to get much more than one or two. Yes, maybe two win. Maybe two. I feel like is a stretch. Yeah, and so. That's why I think that we carry this well, feeling. I hope that we're wrong, though. I mean, I genuinely do. I, would, I think Bears fans would love to see their team hang in there. This is clearly, you know, this game, along with the Packers, are the toughest. Certainly, San Francisco looked more difficult at the beginning of the season. They yeah. look like a, a, beatable, a very beatable team at Soldier Field next Sunday, which will be on Halloween, by the way. I know. Which is something we're going to get into in a moment. And, of course, that Pittsburgh game uh, on Monday Night Football also looks much easier than it did yes. at the beginning of the season. So today's the day. If you could somehow, some way, find your way to get an upset against the Bucks, things would look very interesting for the Bears and their playoff odds If you know going into, uh, going into next Sunday when they're hosting the 49ers on Halloween. And, oh, by the way, there was a college football coach <laughs> who weighed in on Halloween that uh, piqued Dion's interest. Yes. We'll share that with you next. 
This is the ESPN Chicago Points Bet Sportsbook pregame show live from Hawthorne Racetrack and the Points Bet Sportsbook with ABC 7's Dion Miller and ESPN 1000's Jeff Miller. Listen to Chicago's home for sports on the ESPN Chicago app, 100.3 HD2, and ESPN 1000. We are back on the Points Bet Sportsbook pregame show here on ESPN 1000. I'm Jeff Miller alongside Dion Miller, of course, presented by Points Bet Sportsbook and also sponsored by 3 Chi and Valparaiso University. Getting set for Bears and Bucks, 325 kick up at, kickoff at Raymond James Stadium today. Been talking a lot about the Bears. We will also check in with Jeff Dickerson live from Tampa, but take a quick diversion because yes, something uh, caught... Deion Miller's eye yesterday in some of the college football action. Yeah, what better way to discuss, um, lead up, or I guess build up mm-hmm. to a Bears-Bucks matchup than to discuss Halloween candy. Mike Leach and uh, his post-game interview, I guess during the week he discussed with the TV crew about his dislike for candy corn, which I'm going to tell you is my favorite, has always been my favorite. Oh, that's vile. I, it's not vile. I, I have a big I, bowl of it. Oh. I get it out in September. It's like, tis the most wonderful time of the year. I love me some candy corn. But, so that's what caught my attention. In September. Oh, yes. Yes. The first bag comes in September. But truth be told, that stuff could probably... It, you, I mean, it could last all I, year. I don't know that it's real. I, I, it's kind of like my love of peeps, but I, this is not about Easter candy. This thought, is about Halloween candy. I will, I will say I thought I had the perfect co-host, but now it's like 99% <laughs> Really? You're perfection. judging me because of little candy bit. corn? All right, Just well, hold. Bit. Slow your roll. Let's hear what Mike Leach had to say when he despised candy corn, but then he kind of went on a Halloween candy diatribe that I felt like we needed to discuss. We talked about on the broadcast how you hate candy corn. What's your favorite Halloween candy? corn. I mean, I completely hate candy corn. Um, uh, When I was a kid, well, gummy bears, let's see. Uh, Gummy bears for sure. Sour or regular? The the hair bow. It's got to be the hair bow ones. And then uh, the other thing I like is is when they used to have the the, uh, sprees in a box. Outstanding. You have to go to the dollar store to find it, but I do. And then the latest, the, the latest, you know, there's still candy innovation, although a while back I found that Europe had better candy than we did overall because <laughs> they have gummy everything. And then, uh, but uh, um, the, uh, you know, they have those nerds clusters, which is new. With the gummy. Yeah, which is good. The nerds clusters is good. And then if you go chocolate, uh, probably Almond Joy. <laughs> okay. So, first of all, Mm -hmm. love his shout-out to the Dollar Tree. I love a good Dollar Tree reference, so I'm not mad about that. I I was impressed with his breakdown, although... He's right about the gummy bears. Haribo is the only brand to get, for sure. And with candy corn, I am kind of a snob. I'm bougie with it. It has to be Brock's. If it's not the Brock's version, I won't eat it. Listen, like, it's all... Candy corn is garbage. It's not garbage. Well, then bring... If you get it at Halloween, bring it to me. I don't So what are are yours? I don't partake. You don't eat candy at all? No, candy corn. Okay. Candy corn is... I have no interest in... So did you throw it away as a kid if it came in your Halloween I just I just said no thank you to the house that was... If that's... (laughs) If they, had it, if they had it packaged in like a plastic... What child says no plastic, thank you to candy Because ever. it was candy corn, and I was taught don't waste, don't be wasteful. So if they were about to hand me some, you know, a plastic bag full of candy corn... All right, which, so what was your Halloween candy of choice? 
listen, you can't go wrong with a Snickers or a Twix. Um, okay, yeah. You know, right. Reese's peanut butter cups. You know, that's are, uh, allegedly number one, Reese's peanut butter cups. I mean, right or the pumpkin shape. And then at Christmas when they go into the tree. Oddly, though, taste tastes different Does than it? the actual. Yes, ever so slightly because you want to know why? Mm. There is, I don't know if there's more peanut butter or more chocolate in the said, ratio is off. Said, that's exactly. It? Okay. And so that's why the cup is still. It's still the, the number one if you're talking about which Reese's peanut butter cup style you're looking for. To me, it's it's just the traditional cup. Hair, uh, hair bows are solid. I will say yes. the for gummy bears, strong um, the sour gummy the bears. The sour, yeah. Sour, like, yeah. You thought gummy bears were good, and then you just add a bunch of sugar on top yeah. of them. Even better. Even better. Well, surprise, that, that, like, surprise. Brings you more up sugar that makes sour it patch, better. Sour Patch Kids level. That's I do, very I do, but you know what? It's always the internal struggle of how many Sour Patch Kids are you going to allow yourself to eat knowing that your tongue is going to suffer, to suffer. for a couple oh, days. Suffer, yes. It's like... It's, 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 it's an internal struggle, it right? Is. You just, it is. You know, I and, personally, the one I don't like... I like original Tootsie Rolls. I don't like the flavors. I don't want. I don't want to see vanilla or cr- orange cream. That I just don't like those. I like the original Tootsie Roll. A gr- sure. Just the, the midgets. I Isn't think, that what they're called? I don't know. I, um, what are I, they? I think. The, but like the orange flavored Tootsie Rolls are pretty no. solid. Yes, yes, no. Yes. Don't just keep I the OG. I don't need all these other bougie flavors. Uh, no, I think they add a little. Like I like the original chocolate, but uh, but if I can have an orange Tootsie Roll every now and then, it's an, you know it changes things up a bit. A little variety so. in your life is a good thing. Okay, so let me ask you this: So I bought our Halloween candy at Costco because okay. you know large quantities sure. is better. Mm-hmm. But you know now they sell these full size candy bar boxes in varieties, and I desperately want to yeah, be that's... the cool house, but I just feel like that's a lot to give on a night when your children are getting See, so much. I don't like the variety pack because ultimately I feel like that's just their way of getting rid of the candy that doesn't that sell some, as well. Which is what? Well, I, I'm trying to remember. I haven't bought a variety pack. I, I like abstain. Like mm, But what, 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 do you remember what came in the variety pack for you? Like usually there's um, something in there that, that just, is not when the kids are grabbing handfuls and picking out, the they'll, they'll avoid left. it because they yeah. know that's not the better it's, one. They'll take it. The if they candy need. corn of candy bars, yeah. if you will. So the variety pack, <laughs> like, no, just let's go big. Let's pick out whatever flavor you want to give out or whatever brand. I just you own want that one. Yeah. And go with that. Now, yeah. Twix, I think, is, is a, a really good one. Yeah. A, a full size. If you're going to give out a full size, Twix give out a full is size usually Twix. strong. And I like I will admit, like I usually defer. I let my wife go out and pick up the the candy for us yes. for the most part. Every once in a while, I'll like if I see something interesting, I'll go ahead and grab it. What I like to do, if you can, is be the house that has something that's not going to be the Twix, right? Or, because you know that maybe you're going to have something that the kids will truly enjoy, and they're like they're going to get overloaded with Twix and Snickers right. and Reese's, you know, yeah. and, and not that they're bad, but if you can throw in something that they may not Different. have, that's a good thing too. Like gummy bears. Yeah. Gummy bears are not given out at, every at a high rate, right. you know, right. in, in, as far as I'm concerned. So, you know, JR, who's our engineer on site. Yes. So, okay, Dion, here's how you be the cool house. You probably have some neighbors that you see pretty occasionally. You keep an extra box, the full size for them, and you say, oh, I have something special for you. Now and then you hook them up. Now, right? So hook up your block, right, not exactly. the whole hood. Right. I'm with you. That's wise. Yeah, pick and choose. I like it. I like it. I will say, as a dad who occasionally will steal the candy from his kids when they go to sleep at night, I am in favor of of the houses that give out the large candy large bars. Candy bars, right? Although right. I'll admit, see, here's the trick: if you're the parents who is going to steal uh, candy from your kids, the trick is you you don't you, you let them go out late. Go 
fill those bags up, kids. Go out, stay out as late as you want. And then what you do is you say, all right, you pick out one piece before we go to bed tonight. You let them go ahead and pick out whatever choice they yes. want. You don't let them really survey the candy and get a handle on what they've what got. What they actually got. You're then right. Then you send them to bed after they've had their whatever choice of candy they want. And then you go ahead and you, you, know, you pick and choose whatever you want from their bag without them this knowing and having a true you know, feeling for what they have. They won't because even know That's the key. <laughs> then they won't know how many big bars they have. Because when you let them go ahead and survey the whole thing and get an idea of what they've got, then you have there's hell to pay in the morning. Of course. When they recognize they're that so they're three candy bars short of what they had. Right. You know, they'll blame the sibling. And, of course, you say, oh, I can't believe your sibling stole it from you. <laughs> That's a terrible I thing. I tell them to do that. About- but, of course, yeah. So You've got, like, two more years left of that tops before your kids start hiding to, the candy. Uh, yeah. Take it with no, them. No, no doubt. No, you're now, right. Listen, I'm you're not going right. to lie. I'm probably embarking upon a dangerous mission if I do that again this year. Yes. Because my kids are 11. They know what's they going down. They know what's going on. The yeah. good, I don't know if it's good, but my daughter has braces so she can no longer she can't do the caramel right now and so she's more than happy to you know uh give the caramel up to her dad here i just thought of it the big candy bar that sits at the end three musketeers no yeah i I think three musketeers i enjoy it but not everybody you're right that that had that's a very you know selective taste it's a selective people who like it love it but I think a lot of people, eh, Three Musketeers yeah. kind of I feel like the Mounds Almond Joy gets a short shrift just based on the number of people who don't like coconut. Right. Yeah. Oh, that's the kids, true. That's the kids fair. don't like that. Kids don't like, like coconut. That's, that's why Leach saying Almond Joy. Yeah. That's more of a grown-up. Too exotic for flavor. the kids. That's so, way yeah, too for exotic sure. for the Tyler, children. do you have a favorite candy that uh, at Halloween? you're still at? Or are you, are you still going trick-or-treating? <laughs> uh, yeah, so um, I'm really excited for the 31st this hey, what year. What are you dressing <laughs> Next Sunday I'm off, by the way. Um, yeah, you are. No. Uh, my favorite has always been the Reese's. We've always yeah. given those out at our house, so the Reese's for me. No doubt about it. Can't go so, wrong with the like good old I don't like Laffy Taffy either. Oh, That's another one that disagree. Gr- really? Vehemently disagree. And some people no. some people take me to task. I hate the banana. I don't banana like Banana does either. not taste like, but but the, the strawberry, the green apple, but and the Miller, grape. it's in your teeth for like four days. I can't do it. You got to suck on it and let it soften up, no, and then before you go biting in, that's, that's I think too that's much the way. Work. My it's daughter also work. cannot eat the laffy taffy, no, so well, she you're gives in the them money up to, this year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dad, ta- Dad'll take the bullet. Just All right, take any, it. any stuff you can't have, honey, send it Dad's way. He'll uh, more than happy to <laughs> oh take care gosh. of it. This is riveting conversation. I love it. She's Dion Miller. I'm Jeff Miller. <laughs> this is, of course, ex- exactly what you expected when you tuned into the Points Bet Sportsbook pregame show here on ESPN 1000. Listen, we're just getting you set for uh, the Halloween game uh, a little bit early. Bears Niners. Up next, though, we will get back to football. We'll check in with Jeff Dickerson live from Tampa Bay. He's at Raymond James Stadium. We'll do that next. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Facebook at ESPN Chicago. You're listening to the ESPN Chicago Points Bet Sportsbook pregame show live from Hawthorne Racetrack and the Points Bet Sportsbook on ESPN 1000 and 100.3 HD2. Here are your hosts, Jeff Meller and ABC7's Dion Miller. Closer and closer to kickoff, uh, Bears and Bucks in Tampa today, 325. 
some of the uh, afternoon games getting into the fourth quarter here. I think they're all finally in the fourth quarter. Cincy on top of Baltimore, 27-17. Packers on top of Washington, 24-7. The Falcons beating Miami in Miami, 27-4. New England now entering the fourth quarter at home on top of the Jets, 34-13. And... We have a change. It looks like the New York Giants have finally decided to add some offense to this game. They are beating the Panthers 15-3. to And finally, the most surprising result right now as we speak, the Tennessee Titans are beating the Kansas City Chiefs 27-3. to That reality is um, ruining some days out here. Absolutely. You're right, <laughs> You're right about that, Dion. Uh, that is, those are all the early games right now where they stand, but... What we have our eye on is the Bears and Bucks in Tampa Bay getting going at 325. We've got the uh, it is the marquee matchup for the CBS crew as Jim Nance and Tony Romo will be on the call and Jeff Dickerson is taking it in for ESPN and for us ESPN 1000. JD, uh, we mentioned at the top that uh, Elijah Wilkinson has been added to the COVID list. How do the Bears prepare for the loss of Wilkinson, and uh, who will see the biggest uptick, uptick in playing time without him? I mean, that is another huge loss here in a week, guys, where there have been so many players on that reserve COVID list from Robert Quinn to Jimmy Graham, now to Elijah Wilkinson. You figure Latavius Simmons, who's their backup right tackle on the depth chart, would start. They did activate Arlington Hambright to give some depth there on the offensive line, but... Um, against this defense, that front seven, to be down to your, what is it now at right tackle, your third or your fourth, if you take Kevin Jenkins into consideration, um, that's a huge loss for the Bears. And they're trying their best to to put a kind of a cap on this uh, little mini outbreak they've had here. But they're missing some key players today in some very key spots. We are expecting rain uh, at around 6 o'clock Tampa time. How I know this is because Tampa is one of those cities where if you turn on the cable TV, there's like seven channels just about weather. They love their weather down here because of all the tropical storms and such. So I was watching a lot of weather this morning between my HGTV, Love It or List It, and I did notice it's going to be rain. So maybe the rain would would, would help the Bears a little bit, slow down Tampa's offense. But, yeah, the Elijah Wilkinson news was not welcome to get that about, uh, what, two and a half to three hours before kickoff. Matt Nagy continues to insist it's not a real outbreak. We just are reminding guys to put their masks on. But then between that and some of the social media stuff that Nagy insists was, is kind of blown out of proportion, where, where do you feel like the vibe is with this team heading into this one? Well, if he wants the guys to put the masks on, Dion, coming to Tampa is not the place to do that. Cause, no. uh, there's a lot of, uh, whoa, a lot of maskless people down here. Everywhere you look, it's just kind of surprising. And even in the stadium, though, they don't have to wear their masks. Anyway, I'm not trying to go off on a tangent here. Um, there's a lot of bad things going on. And really, it's, it's all going to come to a head, I think, this afternoon. Yeah. This is a team that is a, they're really, I think, grossly mismatched again. Um, you know, if you thought the Packers was a bad matchup, this is even probably a little worse. Now, they've got injuries of their own, of course. Don't forget, they're missing a lot of key players. I know that, that Jeff has gone, you guys have gone through throughout the show and you know their secondary is banged up and that could be an area where they could be maybe susceptible to throw the ball against them but this is a team that still has Tom Brady that has a ferocious front seven that gets after the quarterback now having Damian Williams come off guys reserve COVID this certainly a a good stroke of fortune now they can use both their running backs to try to at least try 
to get some semblance of a running game against a team where most opponents would even try to run the ball against Tampa. It's so hard to do. But anyway, you look at it with all the guys on COVID, with the social media stuff, with Jalen Johnson and the, the goofy posting of the fine, which is never a good idea for young players to do. It has been a, a, a very um, just disappointing week, and uh, it's a disappointing matchup. And my guess is, Dion, all the sort of dysfunction you saw off the field this week is probably going to materialize uh, in their performance on the field coming up here in just a couple of hours. It's not looking good. Mm. G- J.D., I'm curious, uh, real quick, uh, just a quick update. It looks like uh, Patrick Mahomes being helped off the field as well. Took a knee to the helmet, it looks like. So just some more bad news for the Chiefs in what has already been a pretty disastrous day for them. All right, J.D., so uh, what are you expecting from the Bears offensively? Because Damian Williams is back, but Jimmy Graham is not. And, you know, this is a, a run defense that is the best in the league, and it's a pass offense for the Bears. That's the worst in the NFL. So how do they at, go about attacking the Bucks and keeping themselves in this one when their strength is the Bucks' strength and their weakness right. is the Bucks' weakness? By the way, a couple of us joked in the press box that maybe Andy Reid let Nagy design the game plan this week for the Chiefs. <laughs> That's not right. doing a lot in Chicago. I'm sorry. That was, a, that was definitely a cheap shot right there. That's uh, Low-hanging fruit. Uh, that, yeah, it is a, that's been a shocking game. The, the setup here in Tampa is great. I mean, there's not a whole, you know, this is a fun stadium. There's not a whole lot of bells and whistles besides the pirate ship and, and all that stuff. But, you know, this is in the Super Bowl rotation for a reason, not just because it's in Tampa. It's a pretty cool stadium. So they got all the, you know, the uh, uh, red zone stuff going on on the jumbotron. So you're able to kind of keep up with what's going on. And, yeah, that Chiefs game has been very surprising. Jeff, that's, it, that's the question, man. I mean, really, like, can you possibly see them keeping this game close if they don't run the ball? Like, I can't, I can't see that. Maybe for a drive it would work, but once the Bucks make their adjustments, there's no way. They've got to try to run the ball with Damian Williams and Khalil Herbert and at least keep the Bucks guessing a little bit. If you're going to say that this is the week for Justin Fields to throw the ball 50 times and win, I got news for you. It's not. There's nothing against Justin Fields. It's just this is not the opponent you want to do that again. So to make a long story short, you're never they teach you in, in radio school, if there is a radio school, never to say I don't know on the air, like when you're asked right. a question. But Jeff, I in the end, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> they gotta try to run the ball, but they can't probably run the ball. So I'm not sure where they go offensively. And I think again, I think for a series or two it might work having fields swing the ball around the field. I just don't think that's going to be a way in long term to sustain a successful game offensively and to beat the defending Super Bowl champions. How much of a uh, chip is on the shoulder of Tom Brady after what happened at Soldier Field last year? <laughs> Probably. And I, I wasn't, <laughs> you know, it's funny because, and Jeff will tell you, I mean, Waddle kind of turned my opinion on this a little bit. Like, I wasn't super sure. But then, then Tommy's like, oh, you know, it's Tom Brady and all the great ones who have the long memories and he's petty and all this stuff. And I'm like, you know what? You're right. Everything you said, correct, 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 correct. I'm sure it's on. And then once you see Sylvie's shirt, oh, man. I mean, all, all hell is going to break loose when he sees Sylvie and, and Carmen and, and Danny, who's growing his hair out now. You know, he's, when, when he sees those shirts, uh, he's going to get really extra motivated and extra angry. I'm sure there's some of that. Look, this is a different Bucks team than what they saw last yeah. year. 
they were so banged up last year. They hadn't found their stride yet. Um, this is just a lot different. So, you know, my, uh, the Bears beat them last year. There's no question. Can't take that away from them. I'd be very surprised if that happens again here today. Do you, J.D., I, I think I brought it up with you on Friday, but, like, did you get any sense talking or, you know, just listening what's going on in Tampa? Antonio Brown, Gronk, Levante, David, do you think did the, were the Bucks just being cautious with guys who were banged up and maybe looked at it and said, you know what, I think we can handle the Bears without him? Or do you think those guys probably would have missed the game no matter who the opponent was? So the vibe I got on the boardwalk, you know, cruising around, you know, checking everything out, talking to the alligators in the mm-hmm. swamp and everything, is that maybe there's a little bit of that, Jeff. Maybe they are being a little cautious. I still feel like, you know, if those guys could play, I think they'd want them on the field playing. But, yeah, you're right. I mean, this is a game, if you're the Bucks, you say, okay, we probably can do this and still give guys a little bit more rest. Um, but I don't, I, don't, I don't think that they're, like, you know, healthy. I, I still think they're banged up. And I still think, you know, nine times out of ten they would not have played. But, yeah, I do think there's a little bit of element where it is a game we should win. It's a game we should win easily. So if we can rest these guys and give an extra week off, that's not the worst thing in the world if you catch my draft. Yeah. I shudder to think what may happen this week at Hallis Hall if the Bears do get their doors blown off today. So I'm going to wait to speculate on that, Jeff, and see just what happens. But I agree with you. I don't see a scenario where this Bears team, as shorthanded and constructed as they are, can really even keep up today. It's going to be hard. Dion, it's going to be very difficult to do. Again, if, if, they, if they can run the ball, if they can shorten the game, if they can try to keep Tom Brady off the field, and have some long drives that maybe don't end in touchdowns, but at least they're long, efficient drives, maybe a couple field goals here or there. I could see that being a possibility. But um, I think uh, there are Bears fans here. There's always Bears fans on the road. I think most Bears fans spent their money going to Vegas, which I don't blame them. Tampa's nice, but, you know, listen, Tampa's. I like Tampa because it's like the chain restaurant capital of the world. Like if you yes. drive down Spruce Street, you know, you got, hey, there's Fleming. Hey, you know, there's Buffalo Wild Wings. There's P.F. Chang. Like for me, I love that stuff, right? But mm-hmm. it's not it's not Vegas. So I, I think most Bears fans, if they were going to take one trip this year, spent their money wisely and went to Vegas. This is a very rabid crowd. I mean, defending Super Bowl champions. They're pumped up down here. Uh, if the Bucks get off to a good start, it's going to be very tough for the Bears to overcome that, I think. All right, J.D., and earlier, uh, since it's uh, the, the week leading up to Halloween and the Bears are playing the 49ers at home, do you have a, spe- a favorite Halloween candy that you are particularly fond of? Oh, I mean, I love the miniature stickers. You know what I like to do? I like to steal some candy from Parker. Don't tell Naturally. him that. Good dad. No. Every good dad I, does. Yeah, I can steal a little candy, and I like to put them in the fridge. I, I like the, the cold chocolate candy. You know, like, you know sometimes you're on, you know, when you're on the golf course, you're like, yeah, hey, I can I get yeah. a frozen Snickers or a frozen Twix, you know? You put it in the, in the, in the fridge for a couple hours. Oh, man. That's just a slice of heaven. Parker is going as um, Ghostface from Scream. He's never seen Scream, okay. Uh, but he's he's interested in it. Mm. He's been really weird about because you saw the previews for the new Michael Myers, the new Halloween sure. movie. Mm-hmm. So he's asking me all these questions about Halloween and Freddy Krueger and and Jason Voorhees, and I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't want him being any of those for Halloween. So I settled on Scream because it's just a bunch of teenagers. You know what I mean? Right. So sure. I'm like, okay. So he could be Ghostface for Scream. So that's going to be his costume. It's not 
super scary, but I think it's scary enough to get the job done. Yes. Yeah. I think that's a shrewd dad move by you, my friend. <laughs> All right, J.D., hopefully somehow, some way, I don't know how, none of us do. We don't know. Nope, none of us know. know. None of us know the answer, but somehow, some way, maybe the Bears find a way to victory, and it will be a very interesting week if that's the case. If not, we'll just have to go back to the drawing board and uh, try and figure it out for the 49ers next week at Soldier Field. Enjoy yep. Tampa, buddy. Enjoy, I will, Dion. Are we talking after the game, Dion? We are. We are. We I don't are. have the crew yet. Haven't okay. met the crew yet, but don't worry. <laughs> don't if worry. I gotta go to the, if I got to go to the swamp and get them, I'll pull them out of that swamp. We will figure it out for ABC7. We'll get it done. Great talking <laughs> Thanks, to you guys. Baby. There you go. All right, that's Jeff Dickerson live in Tampa. He'll be covering the game for us. And, of course, as you heard there, he will be joining Dion Miller later tonight. And you know what? Because Dion's on ABC7, why don't we take – Caller number seven, you must be 21 or older and live in Illinois. Uh, All of our official contest rules can be found at ESPNChicagoContest.com. You know what? You, caller seven, will receive a reserve table for four at any of the three Chicagoland PointsBet sportsbook locations. Today we're at Club Hawthorne. As we've been saying, we're here until 3 o'clock. But plenty of great opportunities to go out and uh, check out the PointsBet Sportsbook locations, three across Chicagoland, and you'll also win a professional football jersey of your choice, a VIP gift bag including four PointsBet hoodies and PointsBet swag, four $25 on-site wagers on racing from Hawthorne Racecourse, and four $25 on-site wagers on sports complimentary race programs, a $100 in Uber credit to get you and you you and yours from the points bet sportsbook location of your choosing. And then finally, $100 in food and beverage credit to enjoy your day at the points bet sportsbook of your choosing. Caller 7 now. Up next, an NFL rookie is taking the league by storm. And I think, Dion, he's having his best day yet. We'll tell you about that next. Live from the PointsBet Sportsbook at Hawthorne Racetrack, this is the ESPN Chicago PointsBet Sportsbook pregame show on the ESPN Chicago app, 100.3 HD2, and ESPN 1000. Wrapping things up here at the PointsBet Sportsbook here at Hawthorne, Club Hawthorne. Come on out. Uh, listen, we're only here till 3, but uh, it's a great location. Great spot to watch the Bears awesome. and Bucks, and we will be out later in the year as well, several more times. So uh, don't worry, we'll let you know when we're out and about at different points bet sports books around Chicago lands. Deanne Miller, Jeff Miller here with you as we are before two hours before every Bears pregame. Um, one thing I wanted to mention, I was I said it as we we're going to break. Jamar Chase has gone over 200 yards. He now has 201 receiving yards as wow. the Bengals are putting it on the Ravens. They are doubling them up 34-17, to 17, about 7.5 left in the fourth quarter there. So it uh, looks like the Bengals are going to go ahead and go move to the top of the AFC North today with that win. Never mad when the Ravens lose. Packers also <laughs> winning 24-10 to 10 right now over Washington. We did want to play Cameron Brait, who joined Waddle and Sylvie earlier this week. Uh, Cameron was asked, listen, uh, what happened with Tom Brady not knowing what down it was last year? Yeah, so I knew it was it was fourth down, you know, that we had just turned it over. But <laughs> I think a lot of people on our sideline, for whatever reason, um, they thought it was third down. So um, I think there was a lot of jokes made about Tom's old age and, yeah. you know, remember the downs, whatever. Um, but for whatever reason, maybe it was the fact that there was no one in the stands 
you kind of have like a heightened sense of uh, urgency and detail, you know, when the crowd gets going. But yeah, for whatever reason, a lot of people thought that was third down. Um, you know, I'm sure Tom probably asked the refs, like, hey, come on, like, give us one more shot here. But uh, <laughs> it, he seems to have a good relationship with every ref. Uh, they oh, they sure. seem to look out for him. Um, but yeah, that was. Uh, that was definitely a low point for us. So, so do you bust his balls right away, or do you wait for it to kind of, you know, smooth over or heal before you start going, hey, uh, Tom, uh, what were you thinking? So that one took about a month. No <laughs> jokes were made for about, about that one. We didn't really know, like, because there's no explaining that one away. Like, he definitely had the downs wrong. Um, but he's uh, – you know, he takes the losses hard, so we wanted to let, let, let him mellow out a little bit after that one. Uh, but, yeah, no, a bunch of jokes were made. And, you know, he's the first one to laugh at himself. So after about a month, he made a couple of jokes, you know, letting us know that, you know, he did, in fact, mess up. That's Naperville's own Cameron Brates. <laughs> I thought it was revealing, too. I think he's right. Like, had there been fans in the stands at Soldier Field, that I think he would have been aware of what down it was. I don't think he would have forgotten that it was actually fourth down well to to have him admit that he it wasn't he wasn't the only one who thought that yes on so the that also changes things but i think you're right like had there been fans there that would have been very evident what down yeah it was. they, yeah, they would have been sure. going crazy for in the sure. stands getting up and uh you know providing a lot of noise which would have clued him in that hey by the way it's fourth down old man so we'll see what the <laughs> old man has in store today hopefully he's the Bears aging backwards i'm get sorry themselves yeah he is he's, he's definitely he's the benjamin button he of the is NFL. you're absolutely right about oh my that. gosh it's really disturbing all right prediction time dn what are you thinking uh, today in tampa in reality I, I mean i hate to say 41 16 bucks that's really what i think yeah i know yeah You've got it. Uh, you've got a twenty-five point victory for the Bucks over yep, the Bears. I sure do. And it feels to me like you're being kind. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I, what I, would you say? You know, I was just thinking this. I was like, you know what? I gave a score on Waddle and Sylvie on Friday. I can't remember what the hell I gave because uh, I did it. <laughs> like, just pick. So one. <laughs> I'm going to say I'm going to go. I'm right in line with you though. Thirty-eight to seventeen. I've got okay. the Bucks uh, putting it on the Bears. I've now right. put two scores out there, probably in all likelihood. So hopefully one of them will be right. But I think the Bears, the, the Bears, <laughs> we have take a problem, these things, right? Like, we can't do, we recall it or something? We can. I just I didn't go back and I didn't take the time to do because so. because you so. knew either one equated a, a Bears loss. <sighs> all right. Bears, go out and prove us wrong. Things yes, will be much please. more interesting if you do. Please. Want to say thanks to our guest, Teddy Greenstein of Points Bet Sportsbook. He joins us every week during the show. Uh, and thanks to Points Bet Sportsbook for having us out yes, today at great Club hospitality. Um, we're going, we're, we're done here today, but you should come out and check it out. It's a great place to watch all of the NFL action and just uh, take in uh, a day of racing if yeah. you want. Yeah. So, it's fun. There's that. excitement. Thanks to Teddy. Thanks to Jeff Dickerson. Thanks also to Tyler Aki for producing us today. J.R. Strauss on site. Travis Wacker and the entire ESPN marketing team. Thank you as well. Thank you, Jeff Miller. Thank you, Deanne Miller. Check her out on the ABC Sports 7 tonight. Thank you guys for listening. Thanks, we will guys. talk to you next week. Fred Hubner has your postgame show as soon as the game goes final. Go Bears. <laughs>